Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight, I'm Peter, that is Tim, and we are going to talk about the best Halloween sequel. It's called Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. It's a bold statement. <laughs> Do you disagree? On oh, First of all, there will, be, there will be spoilers for mm-hmm. Halloween 4 and all the previous Halloween films as well, I, I imagine, might you know, get mentioned. So, Tim... Do you disagree with that statement? Oh, definitely. I'd say of the four we watched, this is my least favorite. Oh, not Tim. Oh, god, no. What? What's no? No. You oh. actually like this? I'm actually like super surprised. This oh, kind of sucked. No. Oh my god, Tim. No. What? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god! Explain yourself. What the, I don't. It was kind of boring. The storyline was pretty stupid. It wasn't like overly, you know, cheesy like the third one where it was enjoyable. I just thought it was kind of bland. And after I watched it, I was kind of like, you know, when I started getting towards the end, I was like checking my watch, but like, all right, is this over yet? <laughs> I, I'm. I'm speechless. I, don't, <laughs> I don't, Oh, I wasn't expecting this. Oh, uh, really? I'm surprised you like it so much. It's I, and there really wasn't anything that like stood out to me uh, about it. <laughs> it seemed like a very like I don't know, like safely generic by the numbers kind of you know horror oh. sequel. Well, I'll, I'll give you this, right? It is a bit more generic than Halloween 1 and 2, right? Because mm-hmm. it is very much more of a... Like, you know, slasher movies are a big hit. We want to make Michael Myers uh, great again, <laughs> to paraphrase a <laughs> <laughs> um, thing. Um, and... But, here, here's, here's the thing, right? Okay. I actually really like the plot of Halloween 4. Really? I really like the plot of Halloween 4. And I think it makes the perfect trilogy with 1 and 2. Okay. Uh, for reasons we'll, I'll properly get into when we get to the ending. Um, yeah. But I like. I think it explores a lot of interesting ideas. I love this idea that it's a 10-year anniversary of the first night, that you know, mm-hmm. the first movie, that, that night of all these murders. And I love the idea that everyone's aware of them now. Like, the first movie yeah. comes in and no one knows he's there. Like, Donald, you know, uh, Loomis knows he's around and he's, like, trying to hunt him and he's, he's talking to the sheriff. But this time, the entire town knows who he is. They know about these events. Mm-hmm. And I love this build of him getting to the town and the journey there and, like, is he coming to the town and the the characters kind of, when they hear he's there, like, there's an angry mob that forms with shotguns and is like... That was cool. I'll, I'll give you that. You know, I like that. I, I like the whole... We're waiting for the the asshole. Mm-hmm. We're going to hold up in a house. We're going to board the windows. We're going to sit with shotguns and we're going to mm-hmm. protect the target. Like, I love mm-hmm. what it does. I love that it takes these elements and subverts them to a point where it's not the same movie as the first one. Arguably, it feels a bit more generic in terms of the filmmaking. It's not as uh, suspenseful. Like, I'll, I'll definitely give you that. There's a reason why Halloween yeah. ones like a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I guess the, like, the two main characters, uh, you know, the um, uh, two sisters, or uh, I don't know if you would say, like, adopted sisters, whatever. I, be- I believe um, the term they use in the movie is foster sisters. 
Foster Sisters, yeah. Um, I just didn't really find them that compelling, and it feels so super forced uh, that, you know, that the little girl is, um, you know, Michael Myers' niece. It's just like... Look, I, I I will concede that it's somewhat somewhat forced that element, um, mm. and that Laurie's just like presumed dead. Looks, I think I think the sister's in a car accident or something like that. Well, I I was gonna ask you because I I don't know, like I didn't remember if like if there was like a minute or two where maybe I zoned out or something, but I, I was just kind of like, yeah, did they ever mention what happens to Laurie, or no, it's just it, like it's just no, it's just implied that she's dead because like uh, mm. because Jamie. Who named after Jamie Lee Curtis? Funnily enough, well, I'm assuming she is. I mean, it seems like oh. much of, too much of a coincidence that it's not. But makes sense, yeah. Uh, like it's just kind of a, like she's the last line. She's this is why Michael's coming after her because she's the the relative that's left. Yeah. Um, and then just like no, don't, don't get me don't get me wrong, Tim. Right, I can never agree yeah. with that complaint because it is like it's very much a case of right. Jamie Lee Curtis didn't want to come back. What's the plot going to mm-hmm. be? And they wrote from there. I assume. I, I I've not. I've not look that up to find out but i'm assuming that's what this was i'm assuming she didn't want to come back for whatever reason and they thought mm-hmm. right let's write a story without her so we want to continue the idea of them coming after a relative but i thought yeah. that even even the idea that she was a relative in the first place in halloween 2 was clunky enforced yeah so you know i give you that um so to me that's just kind of like an extension of that it's like whatever like and at least with that this one it's not a twist like Two thirds into the movie, it's just like right. here. She, she's niece. Deal with it. Let's move on. Let's have a film. Yeah, and then the other thing that kind of bugs me, and I feel like this happens in like all the big franchises where there's always a sequel with like a a child, and then there's always like some type of like like either weird like either like a psychic bond or like a weird thing where the villain's trying to like take them over or something and. So it just like you know when they're kind of like like delving into like you know if like uh, kind of towards the beginning of the movie when it's like I don't know if she's having dreams or if she's like seeing like weird visions of them, but I don't know that kind of stuff kind of annoys me. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's a psychic bond. I think that's that's a weird interpretation. I, well, I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that's what they're doing in this movie. I'm just saying that, like in general, like in these big franchises, I feel like there's always like some movie where there's like a child and the villain's like trying to take over. Uh, but their, I don't. Like... I don't think the villain is though. I think Michael does wants to kill her. I think Michael's intentions yeah. this entire film is to kill her. Yeah. I I think I have I have a completely different read on what's going on there, but I don't want to talk about it until we get to the end. For obvious okay, reasons. Okay. Well, I mean. Okay, well, I'm not really, again, trying to say that that's necessarily what going on, what's going on, but there's always, like, some type of, I don't know, weird thing with, like, a villain and a kid. I, I don't know. It just seems like a, a weird trope for these big franchise movies. I think this one does it way better. Like, it, I don't think it fits exactly into what you're saying, but I think I can see where you're coming from. I can see where yeah. you're sort of, like, I can, I'm thinking of the examples in the other franchises that you're, like, you know, <laughs> aligning this with. I think this does this way better than... In this I mean, movie, right? We're not I, talking. About, we're not talking about Halloween Five. I want to make that clear for anyone watching this who thinks <laughs> I'm including Halloween Five in this conversation. I, still, I will talk about Halloween Five <laughs> when we talk about Halloween Five. That's a different I, matter. I still haven't uh, seen that one, uh, but yeah, I actually I did watch uh, Nightmare Five yesterday, The Dream Child, <laughs> and 
I don't know. It, it's it's just a, a weird thing to me. There's yeah. always like eventually there's always one movie with, with like like where a kid's involved. Yeah, but I, didn't, I, I don't I don't feel like this this did the same thing that those other examples did. Yeah, I mean, like, it's the focus, at least better than them. But yeah, like the focus yeah. and the, the way because she's still a victim in this. She's still. You know, mm-hmm. and if anything, I thought that was interesting. That what if the main target is actually you know, like ten, you know, or nine, or whatever age she is. Yeah, I guess. Ah, <laughs> oh, Timmy, you're really disappointing <laughs> here. Um, I also love the relationship between uh, Michael and Loomis in this one. Loomis going yeah. on the hunt, who sounds like a complete uh, like he sounds like a, like a nut job who thinks the apocalypse oh, yeah. is coming the entire time. He's like, he's not. That's not a man. It's not here well, anymore. Well, I, I don't remember um, in, in the when we watched the second one. D- did we know that Loomis survived? Or oh no, no. Did they? They didn't say. They didn't say. They didn't, they didn't specify. Okay. We just kind of assumed he died because of what happened. And seriously, Tim, you have less of a problem with this than you do about uh, Laurie having a daughter. Like seriously, that Loomis is still alive after that ending <laughs> of Halloween no. too. <laughs> Come on. There's I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff here, but I do kind of like that. Like Loomis is almost like as unkillable. Like, yeah, like he's like kind of like on the opposite spectrum. Like he's like, yeah, he can. Uh, he's he's like yin, a force of nature. He's like yeah, the yin to the yang. He's the, he's the balance in the force. Yeah. He's I mean, the Luke he's, Skywalker to the Darth Vader that is yeah. the shape. <laughs> but uh, he is still like a, like pretty banged up in this now he has like the burnt face and like he's kind of walking with a limp uh, yeah but it's kind of funny though that he yeah. he was literally the center of that explosion and he got out of it with a, <laughs> a couple of burns and a limp you know uh dear that said though i do obviously the whole idea is that michael's unkillable so whatever yeah he's sure he survived right but i do like i do like the interesting question that loomis poses because i love the scene at the uh like the the garage, you know, the it's like an auto parts station, and like Loomis arrives there, and Michael's already there, and he's killed a guy. And he gets his jumpsuit there, and I love that moment. Is Michael's... that why like Loomis went there? Because he you know he was like, I, he's going to be looking for a jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's on the road to Haddonfield because he knows that that's yeah. where he'll probably be going. Right. So this is that just on sense. the road. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and like I, I love that Loomis just tries to talk to him. Like, he doesn't get scared, he doesn't run away. He does eventually try and shoot him, of course, but he, he, he like, leaves the town alone. Like, why why, why now? Why did you wait 10 years? You, like, he just believes he could have got up at any time that he wanted to. And in a weird way, he's probably the closest thing Michael has to, like, a but, friend, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> or it's, it's like, the, yeah, obviously they're not, but the closest. Yeah. Um, I, now, I do have a question about the gas station scene. Okay. I... I I do not understand what caused that explosion. Did he just like run over something? Like uh, when... There was a power cable. So I think it's a power cable when he's uh, leaving. And and if you just run over a power cable, that makes an explosion. I think there was a like some of the gas was on the ground. I was leaking. Like remember, Loomis was just. Uh... Uh, By the way, this is a really weird thing to notice. But have you ever seen a car where the uh, the access to the the tank is behind the license plate? Um, it was no, so weird because Loomis's yeah. car when he goes to put in the the nozzle, he pulls down the license plate and he puts it in there. And I'm like, oh, that's fancy. Yeah, no, I've, I haven't seen that before. Secret, secret, secret entrance. 
Yeah. Too <laughs> um, but uh, honestly, I'd have to, you know what I'd have to watch it. And it's one of those things where I'm just so like I've seen this movie like twenty yeah. times. I'm just so used to the gas station exploding that I don't even remember. Like it, I gloss over it. Yeah, it, it was just strange because like I watched it and then like I rewound it because I was like, oh, did he hit something that I didn't notice? Let me just try. It. And then like, I mean, maybe I had to rewind like you know further back, like a full minute or something Pro- to see. Not. Like probably not. But. But I was just watching. I was like, "Huh, that's that's weird." This, <laughs> like, it, it, I it's, couldn't it, tell what was going on. It's such and a, also the it's such like, an over the top an explosion, and you even see Loomis sort of like dive yeah. in, in slow motion <laughs> into like some like you know uh, garbage that's lying around. It's, yeah. it's like, um, also the idea of Michael Myers just like driving a pickup truck kind of makes me laugh. Yeah, he did drive in the first movie though, so, so the driving is not a new thing. It's just the sure. the type of car. Uh, <laughs> Which leads to uh, Loomis running into this preacher guy who's like an alcoholic, oh, yeah. and well, the whole hitchhiking stuff kind of made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like a weird comedy scene of, yeah, uh, like out of a different movie. But I kind of enjoy it because I think Loomis, he's always the craziest guy in the room talking about Michael. That I liked yeah. the scene where he was in a in a car with someone who was crazier than he was. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just sort of sitting there like. Aye, yeah, the the apocalypse is coming. Aye, and like, and for a second, it kind of seemed like maybe he almost like weirdly thought they were on the same page because I th- yeah, I think like the the preacher song like starts off with like, oh, I can tell like you're on the hunt, like you're yeah, after, yeah. and he's and yeah, you can tell like Loomis is kind of like, oh, like you know, like, <laughs> but then like, but then he quickly is kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, you're talking yeah. about something else yeah he's talking about satan he's on the hunt for satan <laughs> which i mean you could argue michael's kind yeah. of that i guess i don't yeah. uh, but no I, I like all this build up to him coming to the town and i yeah we have you have we have rachel sort of looking after uh jamie and taking her halloween costume something and she buys the costume that michael wore at the start of the first movie uh which is the first sign of things here what a um, coincidence it's not a coincidence <laughs> it's fate Tim, it's <laughs> or some type of destiny bond kind of thing something working our way hmm. or in our mind <laughs> hmm. wait till we get to the end Terry. wait till we get to the end I'll, I've get, I have my own feelings on the ending and it all connects to this of course so yeah so J- Jamie, Rachel takes Jamie out to trick or treat and she's got a boyfriend who's a douchebag who ends up going to uh, shack up with the the sheriff's daughter instead which by the way like how many because like, these teens are what like 17 maybe like around that age yeah. or they're supposed to be they all look like they're 25 but you know yeah. um and they're having like sex and like her house but there's like how many teenagers at 17 who are having sex are doing it with a bottle of wine and a roaring fireplace you know <laughs> um, I, know, I guess the- call me crazy but you know Teenage sex is more often like you know a quickie behind a bush than it is oh, yeah. in front of a fireplace. You know. Well, I mean, uh, these are classy yeah, but... teenagers. Classy. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, like these are like the rich, like preppy, <laughs> little jerky teenagers. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Um. But yeah. So so Michael comes to town. Michael. Michael. Uh, it's funny because there's a scene where like you know uh, Loomis gets there. And he's he gets to the, the sheriff's and he's like he's looking for the sheriff in the first movie and like yeah he retired like eight years ago <laughs> like, what, are you, what are you doing he's like I'm the sheriff now he's like okay we can get that actor back good right we, we've learned that yeah. <laughs> and he very quickly like 
convinces them that Michael's in town and that they should go look for things. But I like that, like, the sheriff, like, questions it for, like, a little bit, but he has to take it seriously because everyone here, it's not like, you know, because everyone here remembers that night. It's only been 10 years, so it's all enough time that different people are in positions, but everyone there who's been living there remembers what it was like that night. You know, some of them may have even lost a, a son or a brother or whatever. And and a lot of people are, like, tastefully wearing <laughs> yeah. those costumes. Yeah, you know funny? Like, so there's that scene when they, when they arrive, because they, they go looking for Jamie, because, you know, Loomis is smart enough to figure that's what Michael's gunning for. And they, they find them out in the street after the trick-or-treating, and there's, like, three guys with, like, Michael Myers masks. <laughs> and Loomis oh. is, like... Uh, I'm like, all I could think of was the scene from Halloween 2 when they seen someone in a mask and he was about to shoot him and then a guy got kicked with a car and he burned alive. And I was just thinking, oh God, Loomis is going to go on a murder in the street here. He's like, you know what? Can't take chances. All of them. You know, I would actually, I might have preferred like that movie where like Loomis is the psycho and he just like, every everyone he sees it just looks like Michael Myers. <laughs> I would enjoy that. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I would, I would get into that mm-hmm. movie. Um, but no, that's funny though. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "Oh, those poor kids! Like, don't they know? Like, people that dress up uh, like, like Michael, Michael Myers, meet yeah. a very over the top fate." So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I like the you know. The, the, let's go to the sheriff's house. Let's you know board up the windows. Let's like because at this point they've already went to the, the police station and the cops have been massacred. Michael Myers went in there apparently at the Terminator and like killed yeah. several cops, which I'm yeah. kind of upset we didn't see that scene. Like. If I'm going to yeah, make, it's... like, because I think if I make a complaint about this movie is that, like I say, the suspenseful stuff is kind of missing from a lot of it, and a lot of that is the build up to the kills. I feel like there's a lot of deaths in this movie where we just find the bodies after the fact. Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like there wasn't a ton of like satisfying kills, really. There's a couple. Uh, there's a, a couple I really like, but. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's what was kind of lacking for me. Um, I love the thumb in the head. That's okay. That's a quality one. I also love when the sheriff's daughter gets it that Michael like because this is when he's pretending to be the deputy and he's like in the rocking chair. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then she she sees the dead deputy and realizes what's going on and he stands yeah. up and you know the music kicks in. It's a really great moment. And yeah. he turns around and I love this. I love this about Michael Myers. He's holding a shotgun. Yes. But instead yes. of shooting her, he decides that he would rather impale her with it. <laughs> Okay, I will admit that was amazing. I like that was awesome. <laughs> like that like that whole scene just the um like the creepy rocking and then getting up and then also like you see that I'm kind of thinking like I wonder how long he was like sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then like uh but yeah, and I see when you see him with a shotgun and, and I was and it was kind of weird. I was like Oh, like is he gonna like shoot someone? I don't think we've seen that before, but no, nah, <laughs> right through his stomach. Nah, he's anti-guns, Michael. Say, say what you want about him. He, he he's not a fan of guns. He likes to impale. You don't you don't you don't feel the killing your hands the same way, you know. Yeah, no, not a fan of the ranged uh, <laughs> style, but uh, no, I think that's a great kill. Um, I do enjoy the the boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, you know, douchebag. Uh, try to stand up to Michael and look throwing some punches. Don't get me wrong, it's not Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, like you know, boxing guy getting his head knocked off. But it's yeah, you know, I enjoyed the scene. And then you know, him chasing him up to the roof, and then chasing him to the school. Uh, mm-hmm. 
and of course that's where Loomis is like back in the picture but then because and I, I love the, the feeling of that they're so isolated because the rest of the police force has been taken out and a lot of the sheriff and Loomis stuff is like them trying to get like like reinforcements trying to get like people the the National yeah. Guard or whoever they're calling the state troopers and like I don't know I, I just love the I love the the gist of the movie I love the pacing I, I love the the setup I love the fact that it's uh, like it is all like let's try and hold their ground and then when that goes to shit they, they you know run to the school and it goes elsewhere mm. and then when it feels like they've got out and like the the gang of like uh, let's say gang the, you know, the hillbillies with the shotguns who are all hunting Michael who, mm. who get very who accidentally kill someone by the way uh, there was someone who gets accidentally killed because someone yeah. thinks they see Michael in a bush and they all just open fire predator style and then they go up and check who it is and it's like you know a random teenager yeah and they're like, yeah, they really should have thought about that, guys. <laughs> Again, this is why Michael Myers is against guns. Because mistakes yeah. like this happen. You know for sure he, that Michael, when he killed that girl with that shotgun, he intended to kill that girl with that shotgun. Now, <laughs> now if do, do these kills, do they count as part of like Michael's body count? What, the accidental ones from other people? Yeah, because I mean, like you know, they they wouldn't have been shooting him if if he wasn't causing all the mischief. If I'm racking up, if I'm racking up slasher movie kills, no. But if I was in the world and I was talking about deaths that night, probably. Okay. You know, I would like, yeah, that's just part of this. This tragedy claimed all these lives, even if Michael himself didn't kill that one person. But if I'm going to say Michael killed X amount of people in this movie versus an X movie or versus Jason and his movie, like I would just count the ones he killed. Yeah. Okay. I was curious. Uh, not that I've thought a lot about it. It was just you asked me, <laughs> and I, I came up with an internal logic. But there's yeah. a great moment. See when Michael shows up in the the school, mm-hmm. and he throws Loomis out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I don't know why this happened or why they even had this in their possession. But if you're paying t- attention in that one shot where he throws him out the window, Michael Myers' hair and his mask is white. Huh. And I always I notice, notice it now. It's, it's one of these things where you might not notice it, but once you have noticed it, you'll never not see it. Uh, and I, I don't know why. Like, why did they have a white-haired version of the mask just sitting around? Yeah. Why did the actor or the stunt double maybe in this scene, since he's throwing someone through a window, like, like why Why did it exist? Why yeah. is it there? <laughs> I don't get it's it. It's like, it's very clearly white. Like, it's not like a weird, like, light thing. Like, nah, like, I mean... It may not be exactly, it may be a light grey, but it's like definitely not. But it's not, definitely... Yeah, it's, okay. it's not, you know, that's, the usual colour. That's weird, I might have to go back and look at that, but yeah, I don't know. It's, what, it's, it's one of those uh, things where once I noticed it, it's every time I see it, I just like, God, what is with that shot? Um, you don't think it was like Michael saw something and got really scared for a second? I love that explanation, oh. Timmy. <laughs> it's not that, but I love it. He's like, I want- oh, Loomis! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear uh, actually speaking of the skill I want to go back to uh, towards the start of the movie and just how awful the other children are at Jamie's oh, school yeah. um, now it's one thing saying I can't remember the first thing they sing at her um, but the yeah. second thing they sing at her as she's walking away is Jamie's an orphan and I'm like yeah, what, what is wrong hell? with you children yeah like I, I remember like you know growing up like kids could be like you know, jerks sometimes, but, like, I feel like there was, like, you know, lines that you would never cross, you know? Yeah, you know, there was... Even amongst kids, there's certain things that you just... You you know not to push buttons at. 
Yeah, it's so strange. <laughs> it's like you kids are awful. Like I hope she comes back and kills you later, you little brat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've you've earned it. Um, but hey, uh, so yeah, uh, and also <laughs> I loved it when they think they get away. So so Rachel and Jamie go on this truck with these guys uh, who are going to get them out of town, and I love that Michael apparently is like James <laughs> Bond and is like you know under the car the whole time yeah. and then like climbs up and then there's this wonderful scene where he's like just like killing them in the back of this truck and mm. like the guy in front doesn't hear any of it now i get that you know you're on a truck you know it's relatively noisy but yeah. not that noisy <laughs> yeah <laughs> not that noisy oh dear and of course uh, mm. they eventually stop she runs over him and then that's when the sheriff and all the other uh, state troopers or whoever like just blast them yeah. into smithereens and you think that's the end of the movie. But there's one more scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Loomis is back at the house with uh, the foster parents. Everyone's there. And uh, Jamie's foster mother goes up to make her a bath. Because, you know, she's, she's dirty. She's been rolling around the mud, climbing on roofs yeah. and all that yeah. sort of thing. And uh, we get a POV kill sequence, much like the start of the first movie. And when Loomis goes up the stairs, he sees Jamie standing there with the clown mask on, same costume, covered in blood, holding a knife. Actually, no, it's holding yeah. a pair of scissors. I do apologise. Uh, which is actually kind of cool. I, I like that it's a slightly different weapon. Um, and she's standing there all bloody, and Loomis just starts screaming no. Like, he, like he knows like what this is. And like everyone else just looks shocked, and that's the end of the movie. The Halloween theme plays, and it's this big moment. I love this ending. And I think it's the perfect ending to the series, and it should have ended here. This should have been the last one. Because the way I read this, Timmy, is not so much a psychic okay. bond, necessarily. Okay. Um, I read this as Michael wanted to kill her. Like, Michael was trying... He wasn't trying to get to her so he could do anything else with her. He wanted to kill her. Okay. But I think... Cause, now, the next movie ruins this. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> okay. But assuming the next movie doesn't exist, and I do when I watch this, uh, when Michael dies, the evil passes on. Right? Uh, yeah. wh- whatever's inside him, whatever made him the way he was, passes on to her. Uh, pro- because she is related or whatever, I, you know, I don't know. But I love this ending. I love this, like, full circle, this idea that evil never dies. Even if you kill the body, it's still there. And that's why Loomis is screaming. And that's why Loomis is terrified of what he's seeing. Is that it doesn't matter. Because like, he kept calling Michael it throughout the film. He's like, it's going to Haddonfield. It's not a man. It's pure evil. Yeah. Like, it's almost like he sees in her eyes it again, you know, whatever it is. And uh, I love it. Uh, I, I can see that. That's uh, that's a, that's definitely pretty interesting. Uh, I did like the ending. Um, like, I, I don't know if it necessarily justifies, like, the character and, like, the plot for me. Like, like I do think it was the best ending for this movie and what we had. But it, it's still, like, you know, it doesn't make me kind of, like, go back and be like, oh, like, I really love this now. But, I mean, it is cool. Like, they do, they did go, like, full circle. And... I've also, like, I think this is very different. From, I think this and Halloween 2 approach it in a very different way. I think Halloween 2 tries to mimic the style of the first film. And it does it fairly well. It's obviously not as good, and it's not John Carpenter, you know. But it, it tries to have the same type of suspense. It's filmed in the same aspect ratio. Yes, I said aspect ratio. Get over it. Uh... <laughs> Whereas this one is not the same aspect ratio and it's not got the same sensibilities. This one's more of a fun slasher movie as opposed to trying to be like a suspenseful, you know, creepy slasher movie. But I think it 
it kind of works in that way because it's like a return 10 years later. It's a different generation that's watching it or it, the generation that did watch it grew up, that kind of thing. Um, it feels like a an evolution. It's a lot of fun. But don't get me wrong. I think the first Halloween works at its best as a standalone film. You know, when I watched the first Halloween, I don't really consider the sequels. I just consider that on its own. And then after that, you sort of choose, well, yeah, okay, I, I like some sequels. And two and four, I feel, make a pretty good trilogy with it. Um, yeah, I mean, if it, if it was going to be a, a trilogy, um, it, it wouldn't be bad. Um, definitely the first one is amazing. Obviously. Awesome. Like, no, yeah. Like, then, no one can dispute that. Yeah, and, uh, and I really like the second one. Like, you know, we talked about that, and uh, you know, we were both pretty big fans and positive about that. And uh, and I also really like the third one, even though it's its own different thing, and it's a much crazier style. I don't know, I, I guess maybe this, like, I, I, I'm not going to say it's, like, terrible, especially as, like, you know, like, franchise sequels go, like, um you know, there's definitely ones that are a lot worse, but it still just didn't really do much for me. I don't know. That's a shame, because I love this one. I yeah. like it more than two. Um, I like it a lot more than three. Um, although I will say I this, think... I will say this to me, not to sort of spoil my uh, thoughts on uh, the next couple, okay. but when you're watching five, you will be begging for four. <laughs> and then when you watch six, you will be begging for five. Yeah. That, this, wow. is, this is where we're going with this, Timmy. This is okay. the slope we're going to be on. Yeah, I I think uh, you know I feel like I I say this a lot, but like again, I'm just not like as big on like slashers and stuff, and they kind of have to usually go like kind of like one extreme for me, where you know it has to either be like you know really kind of like creepy and and awesome, like the first you know the first Halloween is, or it has to be like really like over the top and cheesy and you know, you get like a really fun cheese fest or something. And when you have a movie like this, that uh, I feel like kind of falls in the middle, like it's not really like overly cheesy or anything. So I'm not, you know, having a, a good time, may, you, know, you know, like a bad movie, but honestly, it, could, it may just be as simple as it is more of a sort of 80 slasher movie than it is a Halloween movie, but I like yeah. those. So it's like that mixed with Halloween. So for me, that's like, yeah, this is fun. Um, yeah. I could, I happily have more Halloween movies like this, and that's not what five is. I don't think. I think five <laughs> is a five pisses away the ending of this. It is so it's such a shame. I, um, I remember seeing four for the first time um, on TV when I was like twelve, I think something yeah. like that. Um, and I remember like oh, being really excited and loving, it. and like it was on at midnight, you know, one night, and I like watched it. I'd never seen it before. It was. I just I really enjoyed it. It was fun, and I went straight out to the video store the next day because I was like, "There's a fifth one. I need to see how that continues." <laughs> so pumped, and I just like watching it. And it five does because four in a weird way is also kind of a reboot, and a, and you'll see what I mean when you watch five and how four kind of like kickstarted the franchise again, and how they because it was successful in 1988, they wanted to immediately make a fifth and go on and. I'll talk about that a bit more when we talk about five, but five does some things that it's, it feels like the mistakes that a second movie makes rather than, you know, random numbered like in. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I mean that that's probably another problem too. Is um, you know, I I don't have uh, <clears throat> as much of the um, 
like a lover nostalgia of, of the Halloween movies as you do. Um, it, it's just one of those weird things where there's a word like, for, um, there's a phrase for this actually, Timmy. Yeah, it's <laughs> called that? filthy casual. That's what you are, Timmy. You're a filthy casual. Um, all right. <laughs> what for Halloween? Or <laughs> oh, just horror movies in general. Uh no, <laughs> I've definitely seen more than you, but I was never. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not the quantity, Timmy. It's not the quantity. How many have have you watched uh, for October, by the way? Because I'm almost up to eighty at this point. Just you know, curious. Some of us. Okay, point proven. Some All of right, us. So anyway. Whoa! How much? <laughs> how much we've watched this month is not how much we've seen in life. And even then, I would argue that quantity is not the issue, Timmy. Quantity is not, not the sure, the defining factor. Well, but anyway, back like uh, to my original point before is very rudely insulted. Uh, <laughs> I uh, no, I, I just never really. Uh, I don't know. I just again probably not. Probably due to my love of, or my not huge love of uh, slashers. Growing up, I never really watched um, many of the Halloween movies. I, I think maybe I probably saw the first Halloween in like maybe like high school or something. And um, I think maybe I watched the second or third one after that. But I don't know. I was just uh, I just had other franchises growing up, I guess. So I just don't really come at it from like a you know a place of nostalgia, I guess. So it probably hampers it a little bit. Okay. Um, I want a T-shirt now that says uh, "I didn't see Halloween till high school." Filthy casual. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the only horror movie, you Tim, know. Tim, Tim, I'm, I'm jesting. I'm just, Tim. I, I don't want you to feel like I'm attacking your horror knowledge and/or history. I mean, I am, but I don't want you to feel like it. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, this was a bombshell. You know, I'm actually terrified now that we're going to watch five, and you're going to be like, "Oh, five was great. Five was much better than four. Uh, I, you... I still stand by my. Uh, I, I think I said on the when we did number three, I'll still stand by that. That's my favorite Halloween sequel. Or even worse, if you like six. Jeez. Although we won't find that out is... until next next year because we're only doing up to five this year. Six onwards is going to be next October. So. Is um is six H two O? No, no, no. That's seven. Okay. Six right, is I'm... Curse of Michael Myers, and it is starring none other than a young Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought that was five. Oh crap. Oh no 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 uh, no 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 no. no. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen six either then, because I know because basically I I I think I uh, you know saw like the first Halloween probably sometime in, in high school and then um you know at that point you're old enough to you know be going to the movies and going to see r-rated movies and stuff so i'm pretty sure i saw uh, h2o when it came out um oh you're also older so. than me too as well then apparently <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i was not uh, old enough to see h2o when it came out <sighs> if uh, if i didn't see it in theaters i'd probably you know rented it pretty quickly after but don't, don't get me wrong like something i would have seen I seen it pretty quick. Like I seen it when it hit video, or if not video, yeah. then certainly when it hit cable, like a year later. I I definitely seen H two O around then, yeah. but because I was kind of it was that weird time in my life where I was into more adult movies, like horror movies and stuff, and like R rated stuff. 
but I was clearly not old, like looking old enough to go <laughs> and see them. Like, cause, yeah. cause yeah, obviously I, I grew up in the UK and we don't have this, oh, you can go with an adult if you're under the age. No, no. If it's an 18, you need to be 18. If it's yeah. a 15, you need to be 15. So I'm like 11, you know, I can, <laughs> I can get into a 12, you know, I look old enough for that, but eh. yeah. Oh, that, that's true. Um, I feel like I had a thought, and then I was like, "Yeah, no, I don't." <laughs> right, so filthy casual with horror, filthy casual with thought process. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I was like, "Ah, oh, that's that sounds like that might be a better rating system than ours," but I was like, eh, "No, nah, maybe not. I don't know." I don't know. Well, it's funny. I mean, we could actually play the whole episode <laughs> one day about just how the rating systems in both the US and the UK have changed over the years because there was a time like see, see in the 80s and 90s especially the early 90s almost everything that was R-rated would be an 18 uh, nasty and, you know and obviously the one thing I do like about the UK rating system over the US one is that it's a lot simpler to understand 18 you know what that means 15 yeah. you know what that means like I mean not that it's hard to remember that you know R-rated is 17 but you know it's just it's not obvious at first glance if you've never seen them before yeah um but you know, twelve is a twelve. Now it's PG and whatever. Um, but I feel like people don't care at all anymore. Like I'll just like I'll go see a horror movie, like an R-rated movie now, and I'll just like look over and they'll be like a two-year-old <laughs> in the seat next to me. I feel like just no one cares. And uh, so yeah, almost everything that was R-rated would be an eighteen, and almost everything that was a PG thirteen would be a fifteen. And the odd one might be a twelve, depending on how it works, because obviously it's not like there's just a. a a translation where they go, well, it's this, so that equals this. It's like we, like the UK has its own, uh, you know, not it's not called the MPAA, it's called the BBFC, but they do the same thing where they review it and they look at it and say, no, it gets this rating. And but nowadays, you hardly ever see 18s. Like almost every yeah. R-rated movie that comes out is a 15 in the UK, and uh, almost every PG-13 is a 12. So. Um, Clearly, the standards have changed, and they're not like, oh, people are too, you know, young or stupid for this and that, and uh, yeah. so it's just this. It's oh. interesting how it's changed over the years. And plus, the stuff they show on TV is pretty crazy. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I've been watching. We've been reviewing actually. Me and uh, Connor on Almost Cancelled. We've been reviewing Supergirl. We have been reviewing Supergirl. That was not where I was going with this. Uh, we have been reviewing uh, Channel Zero, which oh, is how... yeah. it's very good. I recommend okay. it. If you're into horror, and you're into mystery, and you're into creepy imagery, I would highly recommend Channel Zero. It's three episodes in. It's a six-episode season. Uh, it's a standalone story. Season two will be a different story for different characters. So, you know, six oh, cool. episodes, self-contained. But anyway, Check it out. on the newest episode, without spoiling much, there's... Uh, a character who gets their uh, like a big hook like in their neck, and like you see it like cut, and it goes to the side view, and there's like blood spurting out of it, and it's like <laughs> now it's on basic cable, so it's not the same as network, I guess. But even Hannibal, yeah. when that was on, was doing all sorts of like disgusting stuff, and it's kind of like there's almost a point now where you can get like most of the stuff that would have got you a straight R rating in the eighties is now like ah oh, nah TV fourteen <laughs> sure yeah uh, it's just kind of funny yeah. how it. It softens like that over time. Yeah. Especially just because, like, I feel like it's much, much, much easier for someone to, like, you know, for a child to watch something on TV uh, than it is for, you know, them to go to the yeah. movies. Like, there's yeah. still a barrier, like, when it comes to getting into the movie. 
yeah uh obviously if it's on tv they just turn on the channel and yeah there it goes uh so but no uh, we went on a <laughs> hell of a tangent there about rating systems and all sorts but speaking of rating systems we're going to yeah. rate halloween 4 and this is going to be two vastly different numbers i've got a sneaking suspicion uh tim break my heart and give me your rating of halloween 4 well at first i felt like uh, i i was i felt kind of bad because i was like oh i was gonna give this kind of a low score but now i don't want peter to feel bad but then after <laughs> you you come at me like <laughs> like some kind of like like i like disgraced your family honor or something i don't, I don't know where this uh vitriol is coming from uh so now i don't feel as bad but uh i i think my reading can kind of be summed up uh as one of the kills in this movie where uh michael myers kills uh that guy at the power plant where oh yeah you know he just he he just kind of like just throws a guy into the power lines but you know it it feels like he's at that point it feels like he's not really trying he just feels very like meh which which, by the way that's that's michael taking out the phone lines for the entire town he is that's a strategy michael's got strategy (laughs) in this movie i love it (laughs) <laughs> but i don't know like what it just kind of makes me laugh because it just seems like very lazy like you know he's yeah, he's not impaling with something he just kind of like is like yeah just <laughs> just throwing him off there but uh that's how i kind of feel i'm just kind of like eh. um uh, so I'm, I'm gonna give it a six i think it's i'd say it's better than average but uh especially in terms of like you know big franchise sequels but uh i still like wasn't crazy about it okay um, I give it a nice solid eight for me. Um, it's, it, I mean, we we've been counting down our top one hundred horror movies. It appeared on my list. Um, in the middle somewhere, I can't remember the exact number, but it was like in the forties or fifties. You know, I, I really like Halloween Four. So, uh, yeah, uh, recommendation for me. Maybe not so much from Tim. Uh, maybe you'll see I mean, with if, him. I don't know. I, I mean, I would say if you're if you're watching the whole series, yeah, definitely watch it. Like, don't skip it. But don't skip it and watch five and six. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> well, like, I mean, if you get like, you know, if you get like the box set or something and you're just like, if you're like, oh, should I watch every movie or should I pick and choose? Like, no, nah. it's definitely worth watching. Honestly, like, I mean, I should be saving this for when we finish the series next year. But if you're going to just watch some of the movies, honestly, you're watching one, two, or, one, two and four as a trilogy or you're watching one, two and H2O as a trilogy. Um and everything else you can pretty much disregard. Three's kind of its own thing. You just watch that on its own whenever you feel like three, because yeah. it's its own thing. But because uh, H two O of course completely ignores four, five, and six, and uh, yeah. uh, you know Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, Laurie's alive and well. <laughs> yeah. Also, I I wonder if that would have uh, affected my enjoyment uh, as well too if it was like. You know, just a trilogy. Like if the if three wasn't there, because uh, it is like because I like obviously it doesn't have anything to do with three, but it is like this weird kind of break in your watching. You know, uh, and, and like I I do love three, but I don't know maybe it would have been a, a little better served if you know it wasn't in between them. I don't know. Maybe, possibly. But that is. Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, and possibly the beginning of the end of this show, as me and Tim have started a rift that will never be repaired, <laughs> and will only get wider as time goes on. Yeah. Just like Tim's legs. <laughs> are, you, are you like calling me a whore now? What, what is going on? 
Okay, well, to be fair, Timmy, men don't really open their legs to be a horse, so I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying you're a gymnast. Okay. And, and you're very good at it. You're, you're very, very flexible. Okay, well, I was forgiven then. <laughs> oh, got myself out of that. <laughs> Uh, never dig yourself a, a hole without a rope to climb back up. That's what I always say, folks. Never stand near a mine shaft when <laughs> there's an angry village after you. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. I kind of like how it is kind of the lynch mob from Frankenstein coming from Michael Myers yeah. uh, in a weird way. It's kind of a nice uh, well, play on that old trope. Well, uh, it, actually, there's a... Um... I just started getting into uh, this podcast uh, called My Favorite Murder. It's like a true crime podcast. Um, I'm just going to pause you for five seconds just to say, man, we're really tangent at the end of this. Continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, th- this will be really quick. But um, they were uh, actually talking about a murder case. I forget which one it was. I want to say it's a Night Stalker, but I'm not completely sure. But um, basically they are talking about like how the killer got caught was uh, – you know, like uh, some police were running his photo and someone recognized him at a store and like started screaming and the guy started running and people started chasing him and then more and more people started chasing him until it was kind of like the whole town was chasing this one guy and uh, mm. it just kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Interesting. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think that's us. Uh, obviously check out the other reviews we've done and stuff. Uh, it's been, been a fun and long October. Very busy. Uh, I feel like... We've done so, done so much recording, and there's been so many TV shows that have started and stuff. And we had all of Black Mirror season three at the weekend. There, uh, it's everything's kind of cutting into my time to just binge horror movies, which is a shame. But at the same time, it's good to be busy, and it's been a blast working yeah. through all these extra movies. So, uh, oh, definitely. So thank you very much, guys, uh, for watching. We will see you next time.